Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 64, Holding Water for a Rainy Day. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Amy as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. It's The weather's not too bad. I'm still bald, still happy, so no complaints on my end. So, that, <laughs> so I'm happy to have you here, and hopefully it's going to be a wonderful podcast. Well, I mean, hopefully, of course it's going to be a wonderful podcast. So uh, before we jump into your hobby itself, I'm sure the listeners would like to know, who is Amy? Um, I'm 31-year-old mom of three. Um, I'm from Maryland. I live in Leesburg, Virginia, though. I stay at home mom. I also teach a workout class on the side, just occasionally called Pound. And then I, I just started training to become a Virginia Master Naturalist. And that's about it. That's pretty cool. So now you're you're just full-blown into your hobby and... Since we last talked, because I, I set up these questions a few months ago, and you've actually expanded your hobby. It grew, like you said, literally. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, without leaving people too much in the dark, your hobby is growing succulent plants, correct? Yes, growing, collecting, propagating succulents. So what is a succulent plant for people who might not know what it is exactly? Um, it's a plant who sort of stores, retains water in its leaves. Um, they're very drought resistant. They're great at holding water so that you don't have to water them as much. And they come in a variety of colors and shapes and they're just so fascinating to me. And I might sound ignorant saying this, but I would imagine the most popular one would be a cactus or the most recognized one. Yes, that's definitely the most recognized one, but I actually don't, I'm not really into cacti. I only have one actually. Well, they're pretty, <laughs> really they're pretty aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little hard to have around kids. So I just never really uh, went that route. <laughs> well, before we jump too far in, um, do you have any social media links or websites you'd like to share so people can take a look at it while they're listening to this podcast? Sure. Uh, my Instagram account handle is Lady. It's E-C-H-I-E lady. And that's for Echeveria. It's my favorite type of succulent. Perfect. I'll put that in the description below so people can click on it and follow it. Like I just look at your Instagram page and it's just so vibrant and you have so many plants. It just makes me think that your entire house is covered plant to plant, like wall to wall with just plants. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, it brings energy, it brings life to the room. It's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because when we moved into our most recent house, we've been here for over four years, but uh, one of the living room has very high ceilings and I could never decide what to put on the wall. So I just had my husband install a shelf and I started filling the whole room with plants and just keeps, keeps growing. <laughs> Literally and well, yeah, both ways. That's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so wait, how did you actually get introduced to uh, collecting, growing and taking care of succulent plants? Well, it was actually just this arrangement my husband got me for our fourth anniversary. It started there. Um, I was curious about how to take care of the succulents, so I posted a picture of it online on Reddit. And uh, at that time, I only had two houseplants that were barely any work. And um, and so I was just amazed by this underground society of succulent growers. There's just a whole culture of them. And they, on the subreddit, the succulent subreddit, they had just all the answers and knew all the ideas of plants. And I was just so intrigued by all of it. And the most intriguing part was how to propagate them. It's just so mind blowing to me. They, um, you just pluck a leaf off and it starts to grow roots. And then a couple of weeks later, you have a new plant growing from that. And they're just so cute when they're little. And I just, I don't know, I just found it so fascinating that you can just keep making plants from one plant. 
It's kind of like a bacteria that just keeps on multiplying. Yes, yeah. But it's not as harmful as a bacteria. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> so speaking about multiplying and growing, how big is your collection now? I believe I have well over 300, um, and that's not including like my outdoor garden in the yard. Um, but I'd say, yeah, for, for succulents, they're probably about well over 220 types of them, but I have multiples and... Uh, so yeah, I, it's, it's hard to tell cause you know, they, they start off as little babies from the leaf and I just end up, they just multiplying over time. And if the few or many propagations I have starting right now continue, I guess by the winter I'd have over 400 individual little plants. So it is, it's <laughs> quite, it's going quite, quite well. And, uh, so I'm sure you have them all around your house. How do you organize them? Do you organize them by regions where they're usually found or named like alphabetical oh no 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 that would take a lot (laughs) so i live in virginia and it's temperate and so it's very hard to have these desert succulents out out outdoors so what i had done for the past few years is have a few in my windows but most of them were in this little grow room in my basement i set up and it's just the storage room in the basement and decided to put a table with the, the grow lights and set up this whole lab and that just continued to grow. But at the start of the spring, I decided to do something different and put all of them outside and just to see what the elements would do. And most succulent collectors are very scared to put their best beautiful plants outside because what if it rains? It rains often in Virginia. Um, they can't take that much water. And um, But I just knew that the sun and everything would give it just so much more and they grow more. And so I just wanted to see what would happen and and it's actually been a great summer. It's been very dry for the succulents. It's been bad for my yard, but it's good for the succulents. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I ha- my husband built me this huge shelf for the deck because they're just all over the deck. So he built me a tiered shelf, and that's where most of them are. But there's they just are still sort of all over the f- floor of the deck. And um, but yeah, I know I still have a lot in the windowsills too. And then once the I, by the end of this month, I'll have the grow room set up again for the winter, and I'll be moving them all back inside into the grow lights that's pretty cool and so i'm guessing when it comes to next summer are you going to move more of your plants outside or are you still going to do some inside and some outside um i think i'm going to continue to keep bringing them out i mean it's a little annoying because it's many 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 pots that i have to bring up from the basement outside to the deck but it's it's fine (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a workout it's a workout right yeah yeah And so you have this huge collection. So what are some of your favorite plants? I know it's a hard question to ask, but what are some of the plants you collect and what are some of your favorite ones? Um, well, there's many species of succulents, but my favorite is the Echeveria. They're, um, what people often commonly see, they're like in the rosette shape. They look like a flower, but every petal is actually just a leaf and they come in so many different colors and they're just the rosette shape is just so pretty. But I also like any sort of graptopetulum, graptivaria, graptocetums and pachyvarias. And I'm sure any other hobbyists that are into succulents understand that lingo. But <laughs> you, so you have this huge collection. What is the biggest one you own? Like the biggest succulent plant? Oh, uh, I do have a very large echeveria right now, but yeah, I, I, I have a habit of beheading and making more props from them. So I don't really <laughs> let them get very big. <laughs> so usually in the, in September, October, I 
behead a lot of them. And that means you just cut off the top of the rosette. And I know it sounds pretty metal, but <laughs> and then they reroot and you get so many babies from all the leaves that you pluck off. And then by spring, I have a ton of more babies and my, yeah, I just, it's a big task, but it's a lot of fun. Speaking about babies, do you still own your first succulent plant? Like the, the one that started, started it all? Yeah, sort of. Um, the arrangement <laughs> he gave me had about six little species of succulents and, um, I think there's nine plants and, um, I just, when I figured out how to propagate, I propagated as much as I could from each plant. And so I still have all of their descendants at least. And I think I have about two of their originals, but it's, it's hard to tell because I, I certainly do just keep making babies of them and I give some away and others have uh, been defeated by some pests. <laughs> and yeah. When you say pests, so uh, what are some common diseases or types of infection that these plants may face and you've encountered and had to countermeasures to try to protect it? Uh, mealybugs are the absolute worst problem for succulent growers and many people into any sort of houseplant. They're just very hard to find and they're tiny and they once they, once you start being able to see them, it's almost too late. They've already laid so many eggs and there's more where you can't see and they can just become the worst. And that's actually how, why I started to move all my plants outside this summer because uh, late winter, almost all of them got mealybugs and I just couldn't eradicate it out of the garden lab I have in the basement. And so I had to move them all out after I, I had to behead all of them. I threw out all of the dirt, all of the root balls, all of the stems and had to re-propagate all of the collection in order to get rid of all of the mites. And it was a lot of work. And now they're all thriving again in their roots and babies. And it's a whole new collection, basically. And um, I do have some defenses against them that I don't want to use until I have to bring them back inside because I, I do unfortunately have to go to the big guns and use this strong pesticide that I never wanted to use. But you just use it once or twice and then you're good for months. So it's okay. Do you know where they usually come from? or? Uh, usually it's from a plant I buy somewhere that I didn't thoroughly check. You, you always have to quarantine a new plant and sometimes you just miss it and you, you quarantine it for a couple of weeks and then you put it with your other plants and then they multiply secretly and you don't notice till you start seeing these little bits of cotton inside the, like under the petals and at the stems. And then by then you're, you've got a problem. I mean, there's ways to prevent them like casually. Your best go-to weapon is 70% rubbing alcohol and you just, it kills the bugs and it doesn't harm the plant at all. Alcohol evaporates quickly. It's a good organic way to clean the plants off, but that's sort of just a, an everyday defense against them. It's like brushing your teeth to get rid of cat, not cavities. I mean, uh, bacteria <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, your everyday thing. You don't want to go see your dentist every day. Yeah. I mean, I certainly don't put rubbing alcohol on them every day, but yes, it's a yeah weekly thing that I, I do occasionally. But yeah, um, there's also there's spider mites. That's a big one. But and, and those thrive in dry conditions, which you want your your succulents to be in at all times, very dry conditions. And so they love that. So they're a little bit easier to get rid of. And scale is another pest that it's this tiny little bug that makes it look like there's like a little scale scab on the plant. And but those are kind of easy too. But mealybugs are just the absolute worst. <laughs> they're, your, they're your arch nemesis pretty much at this point. <laughs> they definitely are. And having them outside has helped too. I've had um, a few praying mantises hang out in my succulents all summer. And they've just been 
defeating everything that comes along. I haven't seen any mealybugs. I haven't seen any spider mites or any. And yeah, they've just been defeating it all for me. It's been great. <laughs> did you buy these pre-mantises or did you, they just... No. Oh, wow. They're like, you know what? Yeah. They're going to come and just help you out. That's cool. Yeah, they just hatched in June in the yard and they, they've been watching out throughout the whole garden. They, I, I have this mandevilla that always gets attacked with aphids every summer, but there's not been a single aphid on it this summer because there's this one mantis that's been on it the entire summer and it's been great. <laughs> did, did you name the prey mantises? <laughs> no, it's so funny. I actually haven't. <laughs> I should just have a little army of prey mantises. So what? Yeah. So speaking about like all these pests and learning about it, where do you usually go to gain more information about uh, succulent plants, how to take care of them, how to grow them, and any other type of resources? Mostly, it's it was Reddit to begin with. Um, Google, kind of. Um, there's actually not as much on Google because it's just sort of hearsay, or it's it's not as as good as Reddit, where there's just real people that will respond with their what they've done and their advice. And then I also use garden tags. That's really good for just um, sort of tracking your plants and, and labeling them. And then it's sort of like a, an Instagram for plants and people are friends and comment and, and help out with any sort of identification or anything. And then now with Instagram, a lot of my garden tags and Reddit friends have moved to Instagram and we chat on there a lot. That's cool. That's cool. I like that friendly community mm -hmm. aspect, especially for plants. I couldn't see how the plant community can be vicious. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not the expert here, but I don't feel like they're very aggressive, right? Um, you'd be surprised. <laughs> there, there are, it's, it's a little bit more in the succulent world too, because we just love to identify. And if somebody's got the identification wrong, it's, it's, it's not always nice. <laughs> um, some people are, are a little bit more defensive over that. And also we just, succulents are harder to take care of than the average house plant and some people are told oh they, they're the easiest but only because they want a ton of sunlight and barely any water but most people want to water and nurture their plants and constantly take care of them and house plants aren't they're you know you can water them more and take care of them easier but succulents they so you know somebody comes along and says oh well every succulent i have dies and it's like oh but you're watering it why <laughs> <laughs> It's like putting water in a cup that's already full. Yeah. Some people are a little bit more rude than others, but mo for the most part, we try to keep it friendly, especially the community I've sort of been in personally through the garden tags and Reddit and we try to be nice. <laughs> are you at that point where you're no longer just taking advice, but you're also giving a lot of advice as well? Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> I, and I love giving it. It's, it's, it's hard for me not to, I just <laughs> always want to. <laughs> And so you have a huge collection. Is there any plant that you really, really want, but haven't had the chance to get yet or can't find? It's funny. I, I know it's sort of easy to find, but I, I try not to go out of my way and buy succulents online all the time or something. And um, I just sort of try to stumble upon succulents instead because I have, you know, a family and a budget. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the donkey's tail sedum is my favorite. And I actually have had these two propagations, little props from them for three years now. And when only they, they both have rooted for some reason, just I think it was just a bat from a bad plant I picked up from the floor of a nursery and I brought it home and it's been rooted and it only one of them has grown about seven inches long. They're sort of they, they are trailing succulents. So it's only grown a little bit. And it's just funny because I've been waiting and waiting on these two little propagations so I can finally have this donkey's tail sedum and 
I just, I still, it won't give me it. <laughs> so I've been One waiting day. to stumble upon it. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it be tomorrow that you just find it just randomly. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> just like, it'll just be at Home Depot for some reason. <laughs> yeah, just casually, the, the last one on the shelf, just there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's also that my, my husband doesn't allow me to just casually go to Lowe's and Home Depot anymore. He goes there if he needs hardware or something. He's because he knows that if I leave from there with if I go there, I leave with a ton more of succulents and plants that I need to save and rescue and it deserves your love. That's what it is. It needs your love. That's why. That's the excuse you have to give. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, most people just can't take care of them, right? I need to do it. No. <laughs> people can't take care of them. You have to take care of everything yeah. else in the store. Yes. <laughs> Speaking about taking care of it, uh, you, you said you're a mother of three. Do your children show interest in succulent plants? Uh, yeah. My my oldest, uh, she loves going plant shopping with me. She's actually, she's she's the uh, the little devil on my shoulder that tells me to get everything. And I'm like, no, I can't stop, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get everything. She's like, look, this is so pretty. You know, and then I leave with many more plants when I'm with her. And <laughs> but my uh, my son, he enjoys it, but mostly they uh, they just sort of let me be with them when it comes to them. He like my son likes to water them with me. My my three year old wants to get my attention when she sees me paying attention to my plants. So. <laughs> She's like, give me water, mom. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I try to put the kids first. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> And what would you say is the best part about growing succulent plants on a personal and emotional level? They're very therapeutic for me. Um, when it's watering day, when they're inside, there's more watering days because when they're outside, it's more the rain. But when they're inside and I have watering day, I love it. I fill up, I have a few like special water gallons. I come down to my basement lab and I water and it's just the most therapeutic thing to just water them and watch them grow and nurture and repotting them and making new arrangements and watching the color explode and having them out all year has been so amazing to watch their color change. They, they're a different color when it's cool at night. They're a different color in the spring than they are in the summer. And the summer colors are just so bright and vibrant. And then in the fall, it cools down again. And it's just amazing to watch. Man, that's pretty cool. Actually, you know what? That just made me think. Have you ever thought of doing a hyperlapse video where you just have the camera sitting in front of the plant for, let's say, I don't know, 24 hours and it, like it's it's shortened down to maybe like a 20 minute video, but you just see everything change really quick? It's funny because seconds just are the slowest growing plants. <laughs> they, it, it would it would have to be a few months, that video. <laughs> a lot of gigabytes. Yes. Yeah. But I do that with some of my house plants. I have one house plant that faints whenever it needs to be watered. Even, even if it was just watered three days before, it's a phytonia and it's very, they call it a dramatic plant. So it <laughs> just sort of, it faints and all the leaves just look like the whole plant's dead. And then you water it. And then within 45 minutes, it perks up and it's beautiful standing straight up again. And I do a lot of time lapses with that. That's cool. It's, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's funny how it's called the dramatic plants. Like, oh, I'm yes. tired. I need water. Yes, yes, and, <laughs> vanished. <laughs> yes, I had a long day sitting in the sun catching rays. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what would you say was your biggest challenge when you first started uh, growing and collecting succulent plants? Really finding ways to get maximum light. They require about 16 hours of light. And when I first started getting into it, it was may and so the summer was fine and it was okay if they're in the windowsill but in the winter it's not as much light they're only getting 10 eight hours i think at some point um of light and 
say they start stretching and looking for the lights. So the first winter with them, I, I got some grow lights and then some of them were bright purple. So if they're in my windows, it just looked really weird from neighbors perspectives and <laughs> I get a lot of questions. And so I had to find somewhere in the house that I didn't have these bright lights. And then, uh, so I moved them down to the storage room in the basement and set up the whole lab. And then, um, yeah, it's just the fact that they need so much light. And then I don't want to have some power hogging bright fluorescent lights. So there's some LEDs that I now go with white lights because the purple is just, it hurts my eyes. And, um, uh, it's basically just trying to figure out how to get them all under the lights, <laughs> how to get enough lights. And I have timers for them and uh, fans. It really is a controlled lab when I have them back inside. And it, it's difficult, especially when you throw in any sort of pest like mealybugs. And so I've, I'm going to work harder this year in getting a more, uh, I already have a clean slate. Everything's going to be set up in a couple of weeks back in the basement. I'll be posting pictures on my Instagram and I just want it to look more clean, organized, and I want to get a few more lights. My birthday is coming up, so I'm hoping I get some more lights. <laughs> well, there you go. So, so yeah. whoever's listening is like, oh, I want to send her a, a light for her birthday. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, speaking about lights and equipment, what other type of equipment do you have to grow these plants? Uh, a lot of shelves. Um, I, I look for shelves and desks uh, as as much as possible plant stands and more ways to make space in the small storage room i have and maximize it and um yeah i have the fans i have the timers i have heat light uh heat pads for seedlings and i have many different shelves and it, it, yeah everything's on a timer all set up and controlled i have a watering station a repotting station that's a whole a whole thing and i have um you know my own like area for diatomaceous earth, which is a type of uh, powder that's uh, non-toxic, but it's you need to have gloves, eye protection, uh, maybe even a mask when you're using it because it's like a very fine powder, but it's very good for sort of mechanically hurting any pests. So anyway, yeah, I have um, like a little pesticide bin that everything's very clean and tidy there because I'm very paranoid. It's high up put away, stored. And yeah, there's just a lot of the lab, laboratory type of procedures I try to keep clean and perfect while I'm down there. I like, I like that. I like how you come prepared. It's like as if you almost as if you have a manual for any type of situation. You're like, okay, this plant, this is happening. Go to section B in the room, pull out the dossier 14, and this is the solution kind of thing. Yes, I have a lot to prepare for for the winter because it's been very easy having them outside. And oh, and I also I, I forgot to mention this earlier in this that I um, ordered over two thousand eggs of lacewing eggs, and they're this special type of bug that's way even cooler than the ladybugs. This ladybug eats, eats all the pests that that destroy all my plants, but these lacewings, when they're in the larva stage, they just go ham on any pests on the succulents, especially mealybugs, and so. Once I got them all out there, I ordered the first bag of thousand eggs wow. in May. Yeah. And then I ordered the second one about a month and a half later and it's been great. And it's funny cause I've been seeing, they, they eventually turn into the, these winged creatures, lace wings and, um, they, they fly off and I've been seeing a bunch of them in the yard and I'm like, that's because of me. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Keep laying your eggs. I need this for next year. <laughs> so you got the lace wings, you got the prey mantises, you got, you have an army just protecting your plants. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm also just lucky that my cats and my dog don't really care about the plants either because I know a lot of people that can't have succulents because the cats just destroy them or or the dog. And 
Yeah. <laughs> did you have to teach your cat and dog that or they just didn't care from the beginning? Uh, the, the cat would prefer to nibble on more thin leafy things just when he's telling me he's hungry. So I keep <laughs> the non-toxic leafy plants in the kitchen around there, but that's just when he's hungry for dinner time. And then you know, the dog, she did like to take, if I had a single succulent in a pot instead of an arrangement, for some reason she would just go for that and then just drag it around the house. But that was when she was a puppy. She's a year old now. And she's, I, I told her no enough times that she hasn't touched any of my plants since. <laughs> She was just making sure the plants were getting enough light. They were just bringing it to the other side yes. of the room. <laughs> yes, they just needed a repotting. Yeah. Plants need to go <laughs> on walks too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say is your biggest challenge today? Finding time for them, honestly. <laughs> um, I have you know, a lot of children. It feels like, I mean, there's three of them and the they just you know I have a lot of chores in the house I guess you could call them I just have the daily tasks of the house I try to put the kids and the, the the laundry and the dinners and everything first and now I am becoming a naturalist I've got homework I've I've I'm also running the garden lab at my son's school um, I'm now the garden lab committee chair at his school there's this huge garden lab in the middle of the school that has a bunch of raised beds and I've been planning the the fall garden and the winter garden and preparing all the the volunteers for helping out and it's i've just not a lot of time <laughs> so getting back to the succulents i need to figure out my my plan for the winter i've got i'm almost thinking of unpotting a lot maybe selling some to make room in the basement but then I get scared about selling any succulents in this region in the winter because nobody has enough light and I have the grow lights. So I might as well just buy some more lights and sell them in the spring. You would sell it to them and then they bring it back to your place for you to grow their plant. <laughs> yes, I actually I do uh, babysit a lot of people's plants um, whenever a friend has a succulent or, or house plant that needs either help or if they're out of town for vacation, I babysit their plants or I reha rehabilitate them. I um, have repotted tons of succulents for my neighbors and friends and sold many to them or given them as, as gifts. And, um, yeah, I'm just like the local succulent lady, but <laughs> I tried, I try not to put myself too much out there because it's a lot of stress to have enough plants going to, to keep giving to people. So I haven't like put out an Etsy shop or something because I'm not quite ready there. If I could maybe turn my whole basement into a, a greenhouse, that'd be great. But for now I have a playroom and other things down there. <laughs> so, so I'm not helping out by just broadcasting you on here right now saying, hey, this is a succulent lady with all these succulent plants. <laughs> <laughs> well, if somebody wants to get into the hobby, they can contact me and I, I'm willing to start spreading them as long as people are, are ready and willing to take care of them over the winter. I just, it, it gives me anxiety to know that I'm giving a plant away to somebody that might just put it somewhere dark for the winter. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Like you, you spent your time growing it, preparing it, and then it just goes off and then knock on wood, yeah. but the worst could happen kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But also I am trying to concentrate more of my collection on plants that are better for a windowsill because like Echeveria, that's what I love the most. And it's beautiful. Um, it, it is a picky plant and they, if, if you have them in not the optimal light, they will grow tall and stretch and leggy and they won't have that compact rosette look. So I've been um, collecting a lot more of the outdoor succulents that can survive in zone seven. And I call them alpine succulents. They can survive the whole winter and everything. And um, 
there's Sempervivum that can do that. And so I filled my front yard with that this summer and I'm trying to collect more of that and also be able to sell more of what people can manage. Echeveria is a very high maintenance plant because it wants, it's very particular on the watering. It's very particular on the light. So I want to have more um, Senecchio and even Graptivarias and uh, just more of the interesting looking plants too, like String of Pearls and the more fun stuff than the high maintenance Echeveria. Would you say, okay, so what would you say is a good starter plant if people are interested in starting collecting or growing succulent plants? Um, actually, the string of pearls, because that can be watered more. It's a very fun looking plant. Um, every leaf is just a little ball. And it's, it just, it was mind blowing to me when I learned about it. I was just like, like, to me, leaves are supposed to look like leaves. And these leaves are these little balls filled with water. And it's just so cool looking. And so, and they, they flow long and you can just cut them and put them back in soil and they keep growing too. So that you can keep giving them away. They don't require like a ton of light. You can just have them even near a windowsill and it's okay. And you can water them a little bit more frequently so you can feel like you're taking care of it. Um, there's a lot of cute ones like bear paws. They, they're just fuzzy and they look like bear paws. And so I recommend just the cutest plants too. Well, there you go. So people have some advice for good starter plants if you want to get started. Now for you, has growing succulent plants ever helped you relax when you're feeling stressed? So let's say you just had a long day preparing stuff, doing some work, and you just come down to your basement just looking at your plants, not even working on it, just staring at them and just enjoying the plants. Yes, definitely. Even yesterday, I, I had a long day. I had my first um, training day for Virginia Master Naturalist, and I even though it was relaxing to get away and do what I really love doing, but I was tired. I got home and I just sat in front of the succulents and I just love just looking at all the bright colors and just, I can watch for any sort of new growth and I've got progress on some flowers. And I just, when I look at them, the, the colors, they just hug the eyes and it's very relaxing. And, and when they are back in my basement, I love coming into the room that there's this glowing brightness from the hallway you can see. And then you come in and it's just like, Oh, it's glowing. <laughs> it's so inviting. It's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> you take amazing pictures too. I, I don't know the correct term. It's called macro pictures. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. I do some macro. Yeah. And also I recently got a newer iPhone that just has just takes amazing photos and I really like editing them to how I like. I always, I was always into ph photography, but never really could get started with the actual, you know, using a DSLR or even SLR. I'd done a little bit of photography in college, film photography, but, um, I, I have a best friend who is an actual photographer. So I don't want to say I'm a photographer. I'm just a, I do photography on my succulents by hobby. That's how I put it, I guess. I just love seeing their colors and focusing on their structure and the Fibonacci pattern in each rosette. It's just so wonderful to capture in a picture. Well, you're doing a great job. I love your photos. I especially love like the plants where you can see the, I'm, I don't know the correct term, but the little, little hairs just sticking out. It's just so beautiful. It's just, it's like, it, it yeah. has bring this like calmness. Yes. Yes. Into the picture. I like it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> the opposite side of calmness has growing and taking care of succulent plants ever stressed you out. Yes. I was <laughs> about to just throw them all out last winter <laughs> after I, was dealing with all the second and uh, the, the mealy bugs on them. Um, I started seeing a few in like the end of December, I think, and I was managing them and I was doing 
uh, quarantines in different areas in the basement and it just that they I put them back or I would just keep finding them on them and it would just drive me mad and I hadn't tried the very toxic chemicals yet and um, but no I did try a culprit that didn't really work and um, it killed some of my plants. I had to behead some of them to stop the root rot. And I know some people have success with the metaculprid. And also the succulents using pesticides isn't as dangerous as, you know, say on our plants outside because I'm not, when they flower, I have them inside and they're not being fed on by the bees and stuff. But, um, well, and I haven't used the pesticides on them this summer so that it wouldn't harm the bees. But anyway, so I've um, finally got, the right pesticide midsummer that I'm going to use on them when they come back inside because it won't harm anybody. And, um, it's called acephate and it's, it, it's supposed to be amazing. It's worked on a couple of them that I've brought back in. And so I'm, I'm, I feel less stressed out now, but I was ready to just throw out the whole collection in February, I'd say, cause I just couldn't handle it anymore. But instead I just threw out all the dirt. I took a couple of days to just really work on cleaning the whole garden room out and throwing out a lot of dirt, buying all new soils and perlite and pots, cleaning every pot I have. That took so long. and <laughs> it, it was a lot, but that's the environmental management that I, I need to keep it, using in my, my lab. <laughs> well, I am glad you are still doing it today. I, when you said throwing it out completely, were you just like just for that collection or just stopping the hobby completely? I, I don't know. I guess I wasn't really ever going to throw them out, but I felt like I could because <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just so mad. That, and then a few of them I did just have to throw out because um, there's this one type of Echeveria called the the Black Prince Echeveria. And it's gorgeous because it's got it's just like all dark, dark, dark purple. And it's gorgeous. But most succulent hobbyists know it is the worst plant because for some reason it just attracts pests constantly. It has something in the, the nitrogen in it that they just love. And I've had to throw out almost every single one of them, but I can't throw out this one that I ended up throwing outside. And it was sort of just like on the ground, like by my garden stuff for most of the summer. And it has somehow survived and I still keep it far away from my other succulents, but if it gets any more pests this winter, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I want to say I'll throw it out, but it's, it was the first black prince I ever had. So like I kind of can't, but I just don't know how it survived that all of these pests. It's been through the worst. <laughs> it's been down to a nub and then has grown into this big plant again. It has it's two got heads the right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But it's like you put on timeout. Like, all right, all right. You're getting, you're getting grounded. <laughs> yes, I had a quarantine window for all the bad plants. They're all in jail, in plant jail. I, I told the kids, I said, don't touch that window, Phil. They're in plant jail. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cute. That's cute. <laughs> now, what are some misconceptions about people who grow succulent plants? Um, well, I think it's just sort of the crazy plant lady idea. It's sort of like the crazy cat lady. And um, I feel like the succulent culture is more common in the drier states like California, Arizona, Texas and stuff. They all can get a, get by with bigger collections and being able to have it outside. So I'm sure there's way bigger, better, amazing hobbyists in Arizona that do it. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, people who come and see my collection, they just go like, wow. And they just, I know they probably think I'm just some crazy plant lady, but I try to make it look organized and pretty and controlled without it looking like my life is out of control. So I'm not the crazy cat lady or the crazy plant lady, but I do have just a lot of plants that I'm crazy about. If I were to come into your house <laughs> and see all that, I honestly would think, wow, this person is very patient, likes to take care of things is good because they're all alive. Because I, 
we we have plants in our house and they just keep dying we're, we're not but also we have bad lighting in our house oh yeah bad airflow so it doesn't really help but we do want to bring a plant but if i were to come into your house I'd be like wow this this is cool and i would i don't know why but i would automatically think she's like this house must have really clean air yeah <laughs> <Just> yeah <laughs> i do have a lot of plants in that that great room and it's got like big windows and it's like a, a, a tall ceiling so big windows there and it's south facing so that's why I loved the house because I knew it would be optimal planting um, windows and even the backyard would have great sun exposure but um, yeah so I, I, I have like a humidifier over the plants in, in this great room and there's just so many in there and I do like to believe they, they give me some good fresh air in there. I, I got to step up my game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me know any plants you need help with. I, I can give you advice. I know a lot about houseplants too. All of them. All, <laughs> yes, all of them. <laughs> all of them I need help with. But uh, what has growing succulent plants taught you in life? Uh, patience. <laughs> That's a big one because succulents are just the slowest growers. They, it's, I, can, I, I love leaving for a week and coming back and finally seeing some growth. And um, I feel like I had to almost get more and more succulents just to feel like I was doing something with them. Because when I just had like 10 plants, it was like, okay, I watered them. Now I got to wait 10 days to care about them. Uh, when you have enough succulents, just when you have just hundreds, it's always watering day for one plant, at least. <laughs> you can't keep them all on the same schedule. They all can, you can read a plant once you really get to know them and see when they need watering. And I just love that about them. Not a lot of people get that to you sort of have enough of them to constantly see the signs. And do you want to present this hobby to the world or you want to use it more as an escape from reality? That's something I've been battling with. I, everybody asks, when am I going to start selling them? Um, I'm not good at mailing packages. I am very, I just I can't wrap my head around the, the complications of sending a plant because mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, it's getting into winter. If there's any northern states that are already in frost, I'm, I don't think anybody is yet but what if and i don't know about the, the shipping costs and and being worried about every little aspect of of when and how long it'll be when till they get there and uh, but then selling locally i'd have to set up a stand somewhere and i would have to you know get a permit and if i do a farmer's market then i've got a promise a few saturdays at least not just one and i feel like i could almost get all of them sold in one day um maybe two days and then just go back home to the rest of my succulents and <laughs> so I, I don't know and I, I feel like I am going to take this winter to see how much I can really do getting back to controlling the environment making sure another pest outbreak doesn't happen this winter and hopefully by spring I'll be able to start sending them out and um, I have a friend that is uh, into helping me start this process of hopefully starting to mail them out but I just have so much anxiety with that. What if I just clear out my collection and I don't have enough to keep selling? So I don't know. There's so much anxiety with that. And I also just love my little babies, but I'm running out of room. <laughs> Bigger house. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't write this down, but would you ever consider writing a book on how to like properly treat each plant, like an instruction guide or something like that? Yes, I would love to. Um, I... I have a degree in, in environmental management and I've, I've have this mantra in my head. My friend even made me this gorgeous sign in my kitchen that just says, manage your environment. And I just love to take everything in a scientific way and, and really control all the variables and make sure everything is right and clean and tidy and in order. And a lot of things in my life aren't that way, but I feel like with plants, since you know, seconds take so long to grow, it's a little easier to keep that process going. And 
um, I would love to share all the different ways you can control that environment, also how to relax, because a lot of succulent growers would never put their best echeveria outside all summer. What if it rains too much and it kills it? And um, But there's you can just relax with them and just have fun and you can propagate if you have a problem and they can grow back. And that's what's so great about them. That's cool. And I can also yeah. imagine that you could in your book, if if and when you do it, you would use some pictures that you've took for your Instagram or those. I would that'd be pretty cool. Yes, I would love to, too. And I, and I love the science behind even just the identification of each species. And I love to get the names right. And um, there's yeah, I love I love I would love a book of all of the the different ones because there's so so many species of them and it's i don't even i can't i'll never be able to get as many echeveria as ugh, people in australia have the most amazing collections of echeveria it's ridiculous and but I, I just try what i can and try to get to know all the plants and what they need and i like to share that information i would love to do a book one day <laughs> so you were talking about this collection again uh is there any plant from any specific country or region that you'd like to have i know i said if any plant you really wanted to have but let's say a region let's say uh, australia for example because i'm sure it's there there's different succulent plants that grow there as well um well it's it's complicated because i know uh, there's just so many even um korean succulents they're amazing they make just there's just so many rare succulents that come from korea but there's also a culture of like this underground succulent trade where people are are stealing from public lands to sell them and people are um sort of selling when people have like a patent on the species because they've grown and cultivated it from seed and and there's a lot to it in the legal way so and also you can't easily ship plants to other countries but of course you can order online and stuff but um now there's a, there's a lot of korean succulents i would love they're just they just come in the coolest colors and shapes and and they're amazing and and then australia i feel like gets them all too because they have amazing succulents and they're closer to korea than here and yeah i don't know they i can't even answer that one there's there's so many echeveria i have a friend in australia that her her name her instagram handle is i hope she hears this is um echeveria stole my heart and she has just the most amazing collection of echeveria and i i'm envious because i just don't even think i'd ever have enough room because i live in a temperate region where i could never have enough space for that many echeveria and she can just have them outside and it's okay <laughs> you guys share your collection. <laughs> yes, yes. I would just look at her pictures. <laughs> I try not to focus too much anymore on trying to get just like a particular subspecies of, let's say, Echeveria. But I, there are certain sedum and Pactivaria that I, I really like and would like to grow. But I also do want to find a lot more sedum that can withstand winters here because I feel like as a naturalist, succulents are definitely not natural to Virginia unless you're going for the 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 sedums and the sempervivums but and there are there are a few that are native native to virginia or america at least and but they're at least just in my yard they're not grown wild and getting invasive i try to focus more on almost virginia succulents now and, and what can survive here on people's windowsills here and in people's yards in the winter it sounds like you have a very solid plan it's going along well you're you have a good defense mechanism there's nothing I don't find like there's nothing that could stop you at this point. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Not even mealybugs. I got the acetate and some other, uh, many other 
integrated pest management ideas. And who knows, I may even set some lace wings free in my basement. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just pop up everywhere in your house. <laughs> but what when I do wrong? find when I do find spiders, I bring them to my basement. <laughs> oh, that's cool. For the yeah, for my succulents. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you had to give one big piece of solid, solid advice to anybody who might be interested in picking up this hobby, what would you tell them? Um, grow lights are your friend. They, you can find them in many different ways, um, but they need lots of light and very strong light. They prefer 16 hours a day, but you can, for your power bill, go down to 12 hours or something. But um, now they sell LEDs that aren't too power hogging, but um you want to start collecting, just uh, concentrate on propagating. It's really easy. There's a whole uh, culture of what, what's called prop lifting, where it, it's like shoplifting, but it's it's okay if you ask the the store owners um, where you go to a nursery or even Home Depot or Lowe's. And if you see any leaf on the ground from a succulent, you ask them if you can take it. Usually it's okay, or you just uh, throw it into the succulent you're actually buying from there. You should usually buy first um, or with your prop but um, then you just take that prop home and then you can have 10 different plants just by buying a couple plants and um, so it can be cheaper than you'd think and it's a lot of fun to propagate and um, it, it takes patience and um, it seems intimidating but it's really so easy and but you have to really know the, the requirements of growing a succulent and propagating them and it becomes simple. I did not know that you could just, well, if you had permission to just pick up a leaf off the ground and take it home without paying. Yeah. I mean, I prefer just, you know, it's like you can't use a bathroom at a restaurant unless you buy some. Yeah, exactly. There. You know, you <laughs> should really buy something first and then prop lift. But uh, yeah, there's a even a subreddit on Reddit called prop lifting and people share like, oh, I prop lifted all of these plants and and now look what I have. And it, it's pretty cool. And it's just so interesting how one leaf grows a couple of roots and then a new plant and then you have a new plant. And sometimes it takes a good year before you see an actual like good looking plant. And that's only about two inches big. And then it takes a good two or three years to get them really big, especially if you have it in a grow light all the time. If you have it out in the sun in the summer, they can grow so much bigger and the rain is so much better for them than any tap water or filtered water or distilled water you can give them. And, and I do fertilize all spring and summer and then they grow even bigger and better. And I feel like I've, they've exploded with growth just by being outside this summer where I haven't seen that kind of growth in my controlled lab in the basement. So nature is really just better for them. But then in the winter, I like to control them myself. <laughs> yeah. Winter is not friends with plants. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've asked this at the beginning, but uh, do you have any social media links or websites that you would like to share so people can come check out your plants or anything else you have going on in your life? Uh, yeah. On Instagram, my handle is etchy lady and it's E-C-H-I-E-L-A-D-Y, etchy lady, like echeveria. And if you're on garden tags, um, I believe my name is Eco Amy on there. And that's where I basically just list all of my plants. And it's good for me to see how they grow every now and then I post an update of that plant. And I love like, how it categorizes so you can start to see what it looked like six months ago. And it labels it by the by each season. And so it's good for me to keep track. I don't really keep up with the social media side of that. But garden tags is a pretty good app for keeping track of your plants. And I'm on there. Perfect. I will put that in the description so people can follow and people who are interested can actually just see 
your whole, I wouldn't say evolution, but your progress with your different plants and see how they grow and then make it a learning process for them. So that's pretty cool. I, I will put that in the description so people can follow. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, no problem. And so now, now I'm asking a question that I have no experience in, but do you have any questions for me about succulent plants? Uh, uh, do you have any? <laughs> I have a cactus. That's, that's about it. Oh, how long have you had it? I think my friend gave it to us for our wedding. So I think two years now. Oh, cool, cool. You cannot let that go then because yeah, it's cannot. a wedding present. <laughs> yeah, they'd be pretty disappointed if we did. But Yeah, uh, just make sure it gets lots of sun. It's the sunniest windowsill you can. Uh, yeah, you're in a south-facing window preferably. And um, uh, don't water it often. I'd say water. Water yeah, it I, once every two weeks, deeply. Water deeply. Okay, perfect. Never water I, a succulent lightly. Like just drown, like not drown, well, drown it? Yes, yes, okay. yes, drown okay. it, yeah. <laughs> 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 I okay, mean, you usually don't want to get the plant wet, but um, yeah, I, I guess like the number one rule with when you're watering them is that um, cacti and most succulents, they're, they're from the desert and you've got to think like the desert with them. You want mm -hmm. arid, dry climate, and so they go through periods of drought for a long time and then they get flooded with water in the desert. So you need to, you know, make sure the water goes out the drainage hole, always make sure there's a drainage hole in it. And, um, I'd say for you next spring, you should probably repot your cacti and see what cactus and see what it does. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Our system is not the best right now. So we had another plant that died and then we have the cactus in a small pot. So we just put that small pot on top of that old pot. So the water draining into the, from that goes into the other pot. There's nothing growing in the other pot. Unfortunately, the plants died. But yeah, that's the only one that's surviving this long. Uh, and... Yeah, they can, they can be resilient <laughs> as long as you just don't overwater them. <laughs> I will take your advice once every two weeks, correct? Yes, yes. And sometimes in the winter, it's like once a month. I don't, I, I don't know where you're at, though, if you're in a different climate. but Canada. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't water in the sun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't water in the winter. <laughs> There's some, yeah, that I don't water the entire winter it, they really? usually okay. stay by the window though that way that if they if they're getting less light then they want less water but if you have them under a grow light or in, in, under perfect conditions then you just treat them like it's summer too perfect perfect i will definitely take your advice on that i do not want to let this cactus die but uh yeah there you have it. another another body with a hobby thank you so much amy for coming on you're welcome thanks for having me so if you'd like to learn more about amy you can go check out the links i put in the description below follow, ask questions. She's very friendly, very welcoming. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this podcast is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share it with them because they might be going through a hard time and maybe growing plants will be a solution. You know, the long, slow, patient and beautiful process of growing plants, whether it's succulents or any other type of plant, maybe even grow a tree, probably pretty hard in your house. But you know what? Any type of growing is pretty calm and relaxing if everything is controlled. So wait, once again, thank you so much, Amy. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs>